0: Hey, welcome to the Healing She Got Faith show. I am Lily. I am the founder of Healing She Got Faith, and I am the host of the Healing She Got Faith talk show. Healing She Got Faith is an organization that was created for adults who are dealing with grief and or on their self-love journey. During this talk show, we talk about grief, healing, self-love, but overall, we are encouraging you to love you the way you love the world okay so we thank you all for tuning in welcome to the dang what's wrong with my voice been recording too much um (laughs) welcome to the healing she got faith show this is Lily. this is episode 91 and we are still in our grief series um, no, we're still in our grief season series. Oh my gosh. Okay, anyways. Today I'm super excited because it is the 1 year anniversary of the grand opening of the community office and I'm super super excited about that. I'm super excited about everything that has been happening and today I'm going to kind of sh- um share a story about all of that. So, um, without further ado, let's just go ahead and jump right into our affirmation. Here at She Got Faith, no matter if we're on the podcast, no matter if we have a guest and no matter if we're at a conference, a professional development, any type of workshop, we always do one icebreaker, which really is just me bringing a bunch of affirmation cards and we pick them and we say if they resonate with this, why or why not, and we discuss it. It's a great icebreaker for any type of activity. It really gets people talking. You get people kind of comfortable. It really um, beats the traditional icebreaker of like the awkwardness of trying to get people's names and stuff like that. But instead, we ask really intense questions and/or we just read some things and we read it out loud and we say does it resonate why or why not a lot of times on top of that you just get people to be more comfortable in starting conversation and people start to be engaged so healing she got faith we do that no matter what and we'll always do it so here for this segment we will always welcome to our icebreaker segment All right, welcome to episode 91's Icebreaker. So today we picked from the self-care empowerment deck and we picked from the butterfly affirmation deck. So the first one from self-care empowerment says, what is my greatest fear in life? What if I can magically overcome it? I'm gonna be honest, I feel like my biggest fear happened, which was the death of both my parents. And I feel like I overcame it already. Um, there's not a lot that I fear. I think a lot of fear comes from like the danger of my family members. Not that that even exists. But I think just living in the world that we live in, you know, it's very possible for anything just to happen. And I, and I think that's just a general fear of um, just in general, like we don't want anything bad to happen to our loved ones. Unfortunately, like some of that stuff is just, we just don't have control over it. And so I think like just embracing life every day, loving on the people who love us and things like that. Um, I think that's how I overcome it is just kind of living day to day and just, you know, being present in the moment and making time for those that I love. Okay. Butterfly affirmation. Today I choose hope. I think this was powerful. It's mighty. I mean, it's small, but it's mighty. I think, like, just choosing hope in the sense of like knowing that everything is working out the way it's supposed to for whatever reason, accepting that there are certain things that I just don't understand, and and that's just what it is. Um, And so, just choosing hope in the sense of like, I'm hopeful of everything that I desire, and I'm hopeful of life and it for just in it to just happen. So, yeah, I think, you know, I think they both resonated with me and I like them. So, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into the topic of the day. And now you are entering into the main course meal of the episode which is the topic so you can always find the topics either in the show notes or on the calendar or on social media but this is the portion where we literally break down the topic and just have a real life discussion of life so enjoy the episode hope you take something good from me always remember to love you the way you love the world Welcome to episode 91's topic of the day and I am super excited today because today marks such a milestone and a overcoming period of me um, The one of the cars and the icebreaker talked about how do you overcome it? And I think that's such a loaded question because it depends on the situation and it depends on who you are at the time in that season <laughs> So but I do think it's such you know, it's it It really just depends on who we are as people and what we do to overcome whatever it is that is in our way. So today we are discussing my one year of owning, I I said my one year of owning a brick and mortar. It really should say my one year of opening a brick and mortar. I've actually owned this since 2020. So we're going on three years of owning this, but it physically opened October 2020. 3rd 2022 yeah because it's 2023 right now um i always want to say 2021 but i've had so many things like my book launch and things like that my birthday my mom's death, so much stuff so the days are starting to kind of get locked in with each other but yes i have owned a brick and mortar um so yeah so Last week, we walked through some thoughts on Reddit, and I tried to give you a light episode since, you know, this series is kind of heavy. And this week, I was like, oh, that'd be perfect. Like, we can do two light episodes back-to-back, just like we do three to four heavy episodes back-to-back. So, yes, this week will also be a light episode. I'm kind of just going to give you stories of me owning a business, me owning a brick and mortar. What the hell does that mean? What does it look like? so you know let's talk about opening a physical building what i learned what i liked what i wish i would have known um and so basically my siblings and i hopped on a cheap building and we purchased it um it was in a neighborhood that we we all grew up in and we had much loss like um we unfortunately experienced a foreclosure with our house and you know now that i'm older i can see that my mom was severely depressed which made sense as to why we went into foreclosure But unfortunately, like these banks and these systems do not care that you are a single mother dealing with kids in a society that doesn't pay you well. Um, You know, these bill collectors do not care about that. They want their money. So, you know, I don't agree with that, but it is what it is. So we hopped on a building and um, we had a lot of ideas for the building. And we had a lot of hopes and dreams and things. But just because of systems that are in place and just because of like lack of knowledge, being the first people to ever do this, there came a lot of trial and tribulations. So a couple of things I have learned. Just because you own pay and or pay cash does not mean it is yours. These municipalities, local governments, and neighborhoods have their own rules. They do not care that you are a business owner. They want you to follow their rules. They don't care that you pay your taxes. They don't care that you paid cash. Matter of fact, being a young woman paying cash brought so much hardship when I was dealing with these older white men who couldn't fathom how the fuck I got this money. Couldn't fathom how a little itty bitty social worker from St. Louis was able to pull this off. The building I purchased with my siblings was a building that had been vacant for quite a few years. It's a very known building. So it played a major role in the community and they could not fathom how people like us you know, they really thought we were uneducated. They thought we were dirt poor people. And they came in to talk to us. Like, they didn't even believe I had a master's. Like, I had to pull out a degree to tell them, like, bitch, stop fucking playing with me. Like, I have credentials just like you do. But then come to find out you want to make 40000 a year with a high school diploma. That's why you're really mad. And not to say, not to say that to knock anybody out, but the discrepancies between men, especially like older white men in authority and how they truly feel about women. And like, these are men that are older. So, you know, they done got away with a lot of stuff. Um, and how they truly felt about younger people, especially a younger woman and a younger woman who doesn't look, talk or act like them. It, there was major ageism and sexism going on. Business licenses are a joke. Basically, business, like, this is just my opinion. Like, this is not fact. Like, don't fact check me and be like, well, Google says this. Um, I feel like you pay them every year and you have to pay to each municipality that you are operating in or figure out the policies and rules for when you conduct business. I pay a $25 business license which is fine but the amount of money that i put into this municipality just to even open and then to turn around and be like oh you still owe us $25 for your business license is a freaking joke like <laughs> and like you just have to follow like very peculiar and tedious policies and rules and it can get really freaking annoying and you learn that all of this is just a money game um, I have a business license in the municipality that my building is in, but I have to get other paperwork and permits if I decide to if I decide to vend at a pop-up shop or if I work in a school or something like that. I do have um Oh, I'm sorry. My business license is mostly for the physical building in this physical municipality. And of course, I have my LLC and EIN and I'm legal in the state of Missouri. But, you know, um like One of the things that I learned is, like, you know, pop-up shops got real, real big recently. And so, like, I noticed that, like, some municipalities started to, like, become very strict on pop-up shops. Like, if you're going to attend a pop-up shop and sell, you have to have a license with us, you have to do this, you have to do that. You have to do that when it used to be, like, the person, like, the business hosting the pop-up shop was the only person that had to get everything now it's like well if you're gonna have 35 businesses there all 35 needs to come and do xyz and it just became too much another thing that i learned in while owning a physical business i hate contractors if i never have to speak to another contract a contractor it would be the best day of my life i hate them um <laughs> I've worked with many contractors from big companies to local and everybody is just money hungry. Finding a good contractor is hard. And the year I opened, quite a few people I knew opened as well. And we all struggled with finding good contractors. If they weren't just taking your money and ghosting you, or if they just weren't up to par with their um, expectations or missing deadlines and blaming you, I mean, like, it does not like people just don't care about you. Like and people don't care that you're paying them and people don't care that you're nice. And matter of fact, being nice has got me in worse situations than being an asshole. And I think like that was a frustrating part about me. Like, like I had a point where I was like buying lunch for contractors and they were still like treating me like I was the enemy. And I'm like, I'm not the enemy. Like I, you, you just got $5,000 off of me. How am I the enemy? Like help me help you. And then I shut up and be quiet. Like I am the client. I let you do what you want to do, honey. Like, like even I had a couple contractors at my house, and I was like, listen, these are the colors. This is my vision, but I am up to creativity. Like, I'm one of the easiest clients. Like, I'm just going to pay you, and I'm going to shut up. Like, I I don't want to make decisions. I make decisions every day of my life. I'm a business owner. I work in a nonprofit world. Like, if you can make the decision for me about what looks better, I'm all for it, Okay. <laughs> So I, so me and my siblings hired a big company to come in and do some stuff on the building. We feel that we gave them two information and they ran with what we said and put everything in a contract to make it look like a deal. And so basically what I'm saying is we had got a whole bunch of bids from different contractors and things ended up being really expensive. And we were way over budget for the building. So we meet this big contractor, we talk to like the owner and his team and kind of tell them like what everybody else is charging us and this and that and the other. And so they was like, oh, well, we can do all of that for one price compared to everybody else. And so they gave us the contract, and pretty much the price point we gave them for like one major um, one major project they basically took that same price point that we said and put it in the contract so that they could eventually get the bid, which they did. You know, that was our fault. And, you know, I think when it comes to contractors having like legal representation and having like somebody who actually understands contracts, like that's where we messed up. Like you would think it'd be as simple as reading it and understanding it, but it's not always like that. It's like voting, like you know they ask you a question, but they word it in a way that makes you second guess it, so they can, you know, kind of, you know, skew the vote. Like, well, if we say it this way, they'll answer yes, but if we say it this way, they, if we say it this way, they answer no. So contracts are the same thing. Contractors know what they're doing. A lot of business people do the same thing. Like at the end of the day, they want to persuade you to shop with them, and so that's exactly what happened. Um, we honestly should have gone with our with the first contractor. He probably would have been. A lot more ethical and a lot more um dependable we probably would still be in contact with him to this day um it would have been more expensive but he wouldn't have put us through what we went through we signed a contract with the big company and approved a floor, a floor plan and they said that they would add on redoing a bathroom in the building um for us so basically they tried to say it was free but later on we realized they didn't and so they demolished the bathroom and from the moment we signed the contract communication loyalty unethical Started, and I mean to the point where like um, they like they kept missing deadlines. Like first they had a funeral, then they got stuck in Florida, and after so many weeks and missed deadlines, I did send them a long email basically asking for a refund because they had technically breached their contract multiple times at this point. They even had like talked all the stuff about how they know the municipality and they could do this and they could do that. Y'all, when the inspector came, you would have thought I talked about that inspector's mama, the way he dog walked me about this project that they were supposed to do. He was like, they didn't have a permit to do that. It's put on backwards. They doing this, they doing that. I mean, he dog walked me like I was the one that that built it. I'm like, well, I'm not the contractor. I can't even pull permits. Why are you yelling at me? Like, you should be talking to the contractor, but y'all, but like everybody in the situation was just so unethical, like from the inspector to the fire department, to the company, like everybody was really, it was a dog eat dog world and me, my siblings, were just like me and my siblings were just like stuck in the middle because like we thought we knew what to do but we really didn't um then y'all yeah, so that was a big company that i worked for uh well that i tried to work with and partner with a story short like we did seek legal advice but like everybody that we saw legal advice from was just kind of like we would spend more money on the lawyers than it was actually worth. And so it, long story short, it came down to, you just gonna have to take this L. Like you signed a bad contract, you know, they wrote it to a, a point where they had loopholes. And so, because we signed it, it you know, it, it ended up being our fault. So, you know, I know a lot of people say like, well, you could have fought that. You could have did this, you could have that, which is all, all of that is very much true, but you don't know what you don't know until you know it until you've been through it. So needless to say they came and finished a couple things and then like at the end they were like well we hope you do call us back to finish the bathroom because they demolished my damn bathroom um we never called them back and ever since then we've been looking for contractors honey okay so then i decided to work with a family friend so he was a friend of one of my favorite aunts and he does good work even my brother had vouched for him And, like, just people that I knew that knew him, everybody got from him. So, I was like, cool. We got references. Great. Honey, he felt like he could tell me what to do with my properties. He did did everything with paper and pen and remembered nothing. So, he was an older guy. He didn't really do the electronic stuff, which is cool. If you're organized, he was not organized. But later on, my sister, like, made a point and was like, he's used to people – working with him that need deals and need discounts and stuff like that versus like us like we actually had a budget that we were able to pay him and we actually had like a nice a nice little budget for like somebody like him and he wasn't used to to people being strict like he was used to people like okay here's my bathroom do what you gonna do and then like he would have to tell people well just pay me when you can but we were like no like we have deadlines that we weren't gonna pay you like we have actual strict deadlines That's what messed him up. He was older and unprofessional. He was not used to working in a professional setting. Like we have high expectations. He was not used to that. He felt like because we were quote unquote family, or because he knew my aunt, that he could say what he wanted. He made me miss a lot of work. So at the time I was working with my sister, we had our own business we were going. But because like he would not meet the deadlines, like I couldn't work at my office because of all the stuff that was going on. I couldn't work at home because of all the stuff that was going on. But like it's like I had to be at the house with him. And I was missing, missing so much work and missing deadlines because he was missing deadlines and he didn't have a care in the world. That meant nothing to him. Because in his heart, he really believed that he was right. Um there were <laughs> I get so angry talking about this. I don't even know why I just talk about this because I really do get angry. So there were two times that I had two seven day trips and they were kind of back to back. So one was in July. One was in September. I guess that's not really back to back, but whatever. So in July, like so at this point, he had been working on my stuff for like months now. And mind you, he told me he would be done in like two to three weeks. Granted, at the same time, I was really trying to order cabinets and other stuff. And there was a shortage at the time. And so it, it was hard for him to keep up with his schedule because of that. And then once I did get the cabinets, like I had got the cabinets from Lowe's. And that was the worst thing I could ever did. When I say I fought tooth and nail with Lowe's, so like even the contractors at Lowe's, like to the point where I had to call corporate and I'm not that type of person. Like I'm not the person that's going to call corporate on you. But I had to like the disrespect the 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 and I had paid Lowe's like almost two to three thousand dollars for a whole kitchen set, which compared to everybody else was pretty cheap. And this is why I say you get what you pay for. Um, like a whole kitchen set, and like where everybody else was charging like eight to ten thousand dollars, like Lowe's quoted me at like two to three, but they had just acted like I didn't just give them like two two to $3,000. And they was treating me like I was the one that hand delivered my cabinets and delivered them and messed them up and stuff like that. So I ended up having to take everything back. Mind you, I had to take it back because the truck wasn't going to take it back. Um, and it just ended up being a big thing. So that did affect like the timeline a little bit, but it wasn't enough to be as behind as the con- my contractor was. So anyways, the first seven day trip so i'm like okay i'm gonna be gone for seven days you should be able to finish everything because we're at this hill and the dog's not gonna be there i'm not gonna be there you don't have a key you should be able to come in finish my living room kitchen and bedroom the bedroom was pretty much already done mind you my that property that he was working on was only like 600 square feet so it really should have been like a two-week job he was like okay cool I needed them to get done with that property so that they could start on the next property, which would be the building. When I came back home, my first property looked the exact same way as I left it. And when I approached him on, he was like, well, there was nothing for us to do. And I was like, but how? Like, why do you need me here to do your job? Like, you're the contractor. Like, I don't know the, I don't even know how to paint. Like, why do you need me here? And why are you playing in my face? So, um, so yeah, so that stuff, then we fast forward to September. I'm like, okay, I'm going on another seven day trip. These are all weddings that I'm in mind you. So I'm traveling. So I really don't have time to talk to you and I get there and I'm not there a couple hours and my sister is texting me and it's like, homeboy is tripping. Okay. Mind you, before this, he came over, we had like a three hour meeting at the building, showed him everything we needed to do. And the first thing that we needed to do was fix this door. So he was like, Oh, I'll only charge you $250. I'll only do this, that, that, and i have it done within, I'll have it done by such and such date. So the day was before I left for Texas and it was not done. And so I was like, Well, I'm going to go to Texas, you know, do what I have to do there. And I wasn't in Texas two hours before my sister texts me and lets me know that this man disrespected her, and he got to talking his stuff, and then was like, well, "I'm gonna just talk to Lisa." So I call him, and I'm like, "Who do you think you are to cuss out my sister after we had a three-hour I meeting?" I said, "The issue is we are not wrong. You are wrong. You are not keeping up with your end of the bargain. You missed the deadline." you didn't do this, you didn't do that, some, 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 so we going back and forth, he, he is a conversation, with, well, now I'm out of $375, and I said, "Why well, I send you a little funky ass $375, but it's your fault, like, I shouldn't even pay you for real, y'all, this door looks so crappy, it was, I'm looking at the door, too, as I'm recording this podcast, I hate this fucking door, um, so, we're looking like we're looking so we get here he didn't put no trim on the door so there's a big hole in my building because he didn't put the trim on it the door is not sized the right way um it was the worst door I've ever seen like I feel like I really could have just went to Lowe's and bought myself a door and put for like the stuff that he did to it and even with this door um I had asked like four or five other people to come and handle like this is literally probably a $3,000 door as many people that we had to work on it. And I mean, people were charging us like 200 here, 500 here, 300 here, $90. I mean, it was crazy. Like I look at this door. It's literally like a $3,000 door and it's just a plain white door that still has issues. Let me mind you, there's like still stuff that I have to do to fix it on a daily basis. Um, so after the contractor got into it with my sister i pretty much was like let me just get the receipts of everything that you've done because i had been asking for a receipt for a long time but remember i said he does paper and pen and so he would not give me the stupid receipt he forgot and it was just one receipt like i had all the other ones it was just one and it, it caused such a issue um At the same time that I'm finally, like, able to get this receipt to me, a counter that he had recently just did, a piece of it rips off. And so, I call him. I'm like, hey, when you come give me this receipt? Can you come fix this piece? Now, it's a little piece that you could just go to the hardware store and they, like, glue it, like, saw it down and glue it back on. Like, that's all it is. So, he comes over. I have guests over and I don't introduce them. And so he was like, well, I'm Mr. Lisa used to be my friend, but she acting funny in front of you. And I was like, well, actually, they're here for business. I think they were here to watch my dogs for an event that I had. And I was like, and honestly, like, you don't need to know who they are. They don't need to know who you are. I just need you to go in the kitchen and do what you got to do. Like, this is the type of stuff that I'm talking about. Like, you have no boundaries and you have no respect. Like, why do you need to insert yourself in a conversation that has nothing to do with you, like you don't know how to run business. And so he was like, see, she saw so me. She saw me. Now the people that's there, they done known me since I was a kid. So they was like, well, you know, you, you know, just like we here for business, you're here for business, you should conduct business in that same way. So I get done with them. They end up leaving or whatever. And so no no no. They end we end up ending our meeting. And so they kind of stick around because they didn't want to leave me in the house by myself. But then um, he goes, you're going to have an attitude with me because I forgot the receipt paper. And honestly, I didn't bring my tools because I didn't think you had the piece to cover the counter. But I see that you do have the piece. And I said, so again, you came over here wasting my time because you really feel like you can do whatever the hell you want to do with my property. You see the issue that I'm having with you? Like, you really feel like you are above me in the sense of, like, this is your property. Like, you are not my man. You are not my daddy. You are not my uncle. You are a contractor that I hired to do money. Now, I will say this. Like, some of the stuff that I really could have, um, you know, done on my part was take accountability. Like, the minute I saw things going left, I should have just fired him. I should have just left it alone. Another thing is I wanted everything done together. And so it almost seemed like it was rushed. And then the other thing is like just really seeing the good in people. Like I really just want to support people. Like I wanna support you. I wanna give you a job. Like I really do love supporting people, but also too, like you just cannot be nice to everybody. Like there has to be clear cut boundaries and unfortunately like i can no longer work with people who don't use like electronic systems like if you don't have a book inside if you don't have a contract like i will not work with anybody who does not do a contract like honestly i won't even talk to people about business without an nda being signed like i you know and again it goes with a lot of um it goes with a lot of like You don't know what you don't know until you go through it. So this was one of those situations where I really just had to go through it. And you really have to you this this is important because you can't work with everybody. Everybody is not meant to work together. There are certain people and statuses that just can never mix. And this was that life lesson for me. Like me and him would never be good business partners, even if his only job was to fix my toilet or my door that he was supposed to fix. We we would never work together, and so the minute that I felt uncomfortable or uneasy, I should have ended it right then and there. Like that's something I should take responsibility for. But what I won't take responsibility for is the lack of his job that he did for us. So, oh yeah, I'm tired, parched. <laughs> Talking about this, get hyped up. Um, and so basically he came back or when he, when he left i sent him this long message about i'm frustrated with him all i want is a receipt don't worry about come fixing my counter i'll do it myself and i really just told him i just really feel like you're doing a lot of unnecessary stuff because like you're just like you're just unprofessional and he literally sat up here and was like well i don't know it's just talking about lisa i said that's fine Let's just never talk to each other ever again. And so I be hanging out with my auntie, and she still hang out with him. And so like one day I was with my auntie, and he walked up to me. I just didn't say anything, and he like kind of like put his arm around me, and like almost gave me a kiss on my forehead. And I was like, you know, I don't like you. Like, <laughs> like you know, we don't like each other. But my auntie was like, please be nice. Because like she does try to like keep us apart because she's around both of us a lot. And she was like, does it bother you to be around him? And I was like, it doesn't bother me. Like, he just doesn't have boundaries. And I think that's the hard part. He doesn't have boundaries. And so I know now that I can't work with people who don't have boundaries. So that was the end of that. Um, Then, y'all, we hired this older white lady. And she, again, came with good... um, good references we found her on one of them sites where you find contractors and she was really really cool like she she was really cool at first and i I was like this is it like she gonna be able to finish some stuff with us this lady wanted a micromanager like so we were kind of telling her like we work other jobs and we do a lot of stuff so like we we operate better if you can kind of send us videos and text messages because we'll only be able to come and see what you do maybe about once or twice a week but also too if we're at different jobs you know we can't really be everywhere at once and so she was like oh that's okay and then she started doing projects and then she started saying well can one of you guys um come and look at this so i can see if it's right and so like We had to tell, like, three times, like, can you just send us a video and a text message or picture, and we can do it like that? Like, we don't have time to, like, micromanage you in what you're doing. Like, you're a contractor. We trusted you. We signed a contract. We paid you your deposit. We got you the materials you needed. Like, you know, and she literally left our stuff, like. She was upset because when she wanted us to come and look, we couldn't, even though we gave her the go to like finish the project. Like, you know, we, we trust you just like, go ahead and finish it. We did leave a bad review and she said it was our fault. Like in the review, she was like, she was like, what's your fault? Cause you can come and look. And like, we had our receipts and backup. My biggest thing was like, mind you, everybody that I'm talking, to, talking to you about had contracts, had been paid. Some of them have been paid deposits. Some of them have been paid more than deposits. And I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Some of them have been paid in full, which I would never pay anybody in full ever again. The years from 2020 to 2021 messed that up for everybody. I would never pay a soul in full ever again. There are so many other stories. But I think the ultimate thing is like I just wish I had more knowledge on how to deal with people and contracts. I wish I had more knowledge on like how to run a business. I wish I had more knowledge on like the finances that keep a business going. Um, I think I jumped into it because a lot of times we're taught like you dream big, you can do it, you can do anything you put your mind to. But there's a lot of research and things that come with that. And again, there's a lot of stuff you don't know until you until it happens which there's been a lot of ups and downs like we've had you know I've I've been talking for like the last 30 minutes about a lot of bad stuff there's been a lot of good stuff too but there's a lot of learning lessons and expensive learning lessons life lessons that I've been through um I mean even to the point where like I had a three thousand dollar bill with like the energy company based off of their contractors because of the way my building is set up and the way the meters are set up and one contractor said this another contractor said this and be and it caused me to have a three thousand dollar bill and of course what is the what does the company want? They want their money. They don't care that their people messed up. They don't care that you have a sad story. They just they want their money. And you know, and if you don't pay them, guess what? Your shit gonna get cut off. <laughs> and then I can even go into detail about like publishers, editors, web designers and just like other People, Because, like, I think a lot of times when we say contractors, we think about, like, just people who come to work on houses. But I mean, like, I'm talking about, like, contractors in every realm of business that I've been in. So, like, you know, the building, the book, the um, LLC, the nonprofit, I mean, everything. Like, I have experienced a lot, and I really could go on and on. But I just don't really believe in telling my side of the story to the fullest because I think like people do have their own perspectives and what I learned about every one of the people I just gave you a story about they really saw the situation different and they really saw and they really thought in their heart that they was not wrong and I'm the type of person I'm not going to take that away from you but like when you can't even listen to the other side like I'm a person I might disagree with you but I'm going to listen to what you're saying and there are literally like those folks just did not care whatsoever. And so I think, um, I think with that being said, it's just kind of like, I just had to kind of take my ills and again, had a lot of learning, a lot of expensive learning lessons. Um I think a lot of people talk about working for yourself but no one talks about the leverage that these bigger companies have like loss prevention, connections, representative and so much goes on like when you have a whole loss prevention department like that really helps a small company when you have representatives that can call these bill collectors and when you have accounts payable like you have all these people and like teams that can help you with it, it really does make a difference. You know, working for yourself and being a one man shop is so hard. Like, I don't know how I'm still doing it. I don't know how I'm still in business. I don't, I just don't, I don't know how I'm doing this podcast. I don't know how we're still on. We're on episode 91. I don't know how this building is still standing. It has been a lot, y'all. It has been a lot. Um, What I do love about my building is that it is mine. You know i know i said earlier that it does not belong to you technically but it is mine you know nobody even the inspector i want to say his name but i'm not going to um despite what he believes it is mine it belongs to me this is my second home i thoroughly enjoy it i've created a safe space i've created a space of just love and gratitude and empathy and healing and I love where I'm at. I love the colors. I love the ideas. I love that even through the hardship, I've created such a beauty in the hardship. Um, and I know I did because people are comfortable with Like, people love this space. People love coming here. People feel very comfortable. People get a lot accomplished. People do get a lot of healing. And I love it. Um, people love this space. I love being here. I can be free in who I am. I can take a nap here. I can sleep here. I feel safe here. It is absolutely mine. And I think in a business, being able to say I own my building, being able to say I I am a published author, being able to say I am the creative director, I am the producer of my podcast, I do everything is a strength of mine and is something that i need to stop taking lightly because i am doing all of this by myself like i am the one that keeps the coffee the coffee bar fully stacked i'm the one that makes sure that the cleaning lady comes and gets paid i'm the one that runs the bookings i'm the run that run the little i'm the one that runs the website i'm the one who edits creates the podcast and does the curriculum i'm the one who does all the programming like I am the executive director, I am the CEO, I am the the creative director, I am the executor, like I am that person. And I think in business, you learn a lot about yourself. There's a lot of healing that comes in business. There's a lot of life lessons you do meet, like meet a lot of people. And for me, like the biggest thing that I failed in business is creating a loyal team, A loyal and dependable team like I need to be around people who are loyal to me the way I'm loyal to them. And I need to be around people who can actually help me. And I think like when we think about successful businesses, that is what that is a common denominator that everybody has is the successful team, the team that really cares about you and jumps in when you need it. So, you know, there is beauty in the pain, as cliche as that sounds. But it's there. And as long as we are willing to continue, one of the things I always say is move, adjust, and pursue. You know, I think business comes with a lot of adjusting and pursuing, and we just have to be ready for it. I mean, and it's uncomfortable. It, it is. I'm not going to lie to you, it's very uncomfortable. But, you know, I've learned a lot about myself. Being in business is very, very healing. And because it's mine, I can do what I want with it. So I want to close for a month. I can't close for a month. If I want to be open every single day, I can be. So, you know, there's beauty and pain. So cheers to me. I got my coffee right here. Cheers to me for being open for one year with my brick and mortar. Happy birthday. Healing She Got Faith community office. We did it. We did it. It's been a long road, but we are here. We are alive. We are active, and I believe it's only up from here. So, cheers. I got my coffee. It really is coffee in here. Cheers. I got my Fiji water. We going clink, 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 clink. Cheers. Cheers to keep going. Cheers to child tribulations. Cheers to being in business. Cheers to being a one-man-stop shop. Just cheers to living, cheers to crying, cheers to just acknowledging everything that we've been through in love, in pain, in beauty. We are here in living. So I hope if you take anything away, just love you the way you love the world. (laughs) And I mean that, like, it's going to be hard. It's going to be um, questionable, but we'll be able to get through it. So cheers. All right. You are in episode 91's affirmation. And this week's affirmation is, I let go of expectations and trust the process. I love that. I let go of the expectations and trust the process. Y'all just heard 30 to 40 minutes of me describing pain, and trials and tribulations of everything I went through in my business. And what I got out of it is, you know, let go of the expectations because people are not going to exceed your expectations. and just trust the process. Even if it does cause pain, the thing that I've learned about it is that if we – Stay the course, and if we really believe, and if we really just know what we want, somehow, some way, it will work. You know, I don't want to say hard work pays off because I do not believe in that no more. But I do believe that if we show up for ourselves, life tends to work out. And I don't know how that works. But anyways, let's just go back to the affirmation. I let go of expectations and trust the process. And I think that's the biggest thing. Trust in the process. Giving yourself grace. And knowing that you did everything you could with everything you got and lessons come, sometimes they're expensive, hurtful, but they come and we learn, we move, we adjust and we pursue. I love you, but love you the way you love the world. All right, we have came to the end of our show. I really appreciate you for listening and sticking with us and coming every Monday at 3 p.m. Central to hang out with us. I appreciate you guys. I can't thank you enough to my listeners, followers, everybody, friends, family who loves and believes in everything that I'm doing. I really, really thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you, but I always want you to remember to love you the way you love the world. And I'll catch you next Monday. Bye, guys.